The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Good morning. Got a lot to get to today. A lot to get to in this opening segment. How are you? Good. <laughs> we'll start with this. I feel I was trying to do my best to hide it yesterday, but I, I was in bad shape yesterday. Migraines come in clusters, folks, and uh, I'm, I'm 90% today. I'm, I'm actually good, which you get in a great mood when you're... I was feeling very Pierre Garçoni yesterday, mm. and for those longtime Ooh, listeners, that- yeah, they I actually did. I had that. Did I hide that from you, or did I tell you? I can't remember. I did throw up yesterday. Oh, I, I threw up during a break. It was very. It you was, did not tell me. It was in the six a.m. hour. Well, it's oh. like, hey, I threw up. Yeah, yeah, that was. But you know what? It was one mm, of the, gross. The, the, yeah, it was. And the thing is, when you're fighting a migraine and you throw up, like when you're drunk and you throw up, usually you're like, oh, got it out. When you're when you have a migraine and you throw up, I I just. I can't stress enough that it's like the worst thing in the world because you're fighting this massive head trauma. And when you throw up, all of your muscles convulse at once, including those in your brain. And it just like feels like it just, I mean, I, I was, I was in that room over there in the, in the, the bathroom. Oh, which by the way, in England, by the way, you know, you, you ask them where the bathroom is. They look at you stupid. It, it, it's where's the toilet mm. toilets or the loo. The loo, yeah, which I didn't hear any loos. I just heard toilet. They were booing. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, anyways, feel good. Um, I mean, you really don't want to take a bath in those. No, but well, it's toilets? like toilets. I said, what about restrooms? And they go, well, if you're resting, I mean, that's they, that's strange. Resting. Well, restrooms. Sometimes you take. Yeah, I mean, rest in there depends on what's going on. Yeah. You may need a breather. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, for starters. Um. I felt kind of dumb this morning because I was rolling in and I had like random songs on mm-hmm. and uh, Fix You by Coldplay came on. And then right when I got to the key clicker was when it like starts to crescendo and I was blasting it. And then I rolled out my window to click the thing. I was like, God, if anyone saw me rolling in at 5 a.m. or whatever to fix you, that's kind of lame. But I did it and I'm just confessing. That I that think people will be like, are you okay, Dave? <laughs> right? <laughs> Is everything fine? Yeah. Uh, secondly... Uh, we are the world documentary. Uh, quick review. Uh, if you're obsessed like me, then it's it's fine. It, 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 I won't say it was a disappointment. It just sounds like it. Eh. And if you're not obsessed like me, it's okay. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, like it, 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 I didn't. I don't want to rip the filmmaker, but I just it 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 felt. But here just, goes. Well, it just it felt. They had some cool footage that had never been seen before, and and things like Michael Jackson humming on tape, like. A lot of the stuff with people that are like realizing that the song was made by Lionel Richie and 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 Michael Jackson in basically a week. Um, they tried to get Stevie Wonder to help him. They couldn't get a hold of Stevie. Um, and and then like the revelations, like talking about how some of the when Quincy Jones was trying to organize this forty six. 
person superstar group. They were like, and some of these guys are troublemakers. Like, Cindy Lauper's a troublemaker. Stevie Wonder's a troublemaker. I didn't realize that Al Jarreau was hammered. <laughs> that that was a new revelation. Okay. Um, and a story about him, you know, wanting to kind of celebrate while he kept ordering wine, and Lionel or Quincy would hide the wine. Um, Michael Jackson not going to the AMAs so that he could stay and lay down tracks for everybody, and just Michael really worked his ass off for the whole thing. It was actually it was really impressive. Um, what else? Oh, Waylon Jennings. I knew Waylon had left. Because at one point, Stevie Wonder, and this was their big worry, was that everyone was going to have creative ideas and they were never going to get anything done. They had one night. They had the American Music Awards hosted by Lionel Richie. He was up at 5 in the morning. He hosts the AMAs. He wins some awards. And then he proceeds to go directly to this place, this studio that nobody knew about, to do this whole thing in one night. Like, you're you're cutting a song with... 46 people in what you have one night to do this all night long all night long and that was when Lionel was top of the pops man right. uh what did you not get it or did you get it well all night long I, no 100 okay it was good i just didn't want you know i want to flow with it um so at one point stevie wonder has this idea that they should sing a line in the chorus in swahili so he's on the phone with somebody i knew this story he's on the phone with somebody uh, trying to figure out the Swahili translation of a line. And then and then Waylon James is like, I ain't never, you know, ain't no good old boy ever sing Swahili. I think I got to go. <laughs> it just shows him walking out. And then somebody points out that they don't speak Swahili in Ethiopia, so it's kind of pointless. Uh, then they tried a, a, another line. That didn't work. Um, but then just watching, like, the, the things like uh, Bob Dylan who I'm not a fan of, but I respect. You know, I, I understand his place in the music world. It's insane. Uh, him wanting to participate so badly, but this is just not his thing. Like, he doesn't know what to do. He's not a vocalist. Anyone who knows Bob Dylan knows he's not a vocalist. That's not his thing. And then to see Stevie Wonder, who, as they describe, is like this insane mimic, and Stevie basically sings in perfect Dylanese, Bob Dylan's part, to Bob Dylan, who then gets his part, and then actually... You know, I can't imagine the song without Bob Dylan. But there are people dying. You know that that the whole thing. It, it's almost uh, I don't know what you call it. It, 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 it. It's almost funny when he sings it. But then finally, and I'll wrap this up here. I I will say the one thing the documentary really did a great job on was emphasizing how insane, not just corralling these folks, also. As Quincy Jones wrote the sign about, you know, check your egos at the door and organizing it. But figuring out who's singing with who, all the keys of the song, deciding things like, you know, okay, we're going to start with Lionel Richie, who's going to harmonize with Stevie Wonder into Paul Simon and Kenny Rogers, mm. Dion Warwick and, and, and Willie Nelson harmonizing, and then the bridge. I did not know this. I knew the story about Prince. They wanted Prince to go. Uh, Prince wanted to record a guitar solo in a room away from everybody. He didn't want to be in the same room with everyone. Uh, they say, no, that's not going to work. He actually later recorded a separate song for the album. Um, his line, his his part of the song, I didn't know this, was originally supposed to be Huey Lewis's line in The Bridge, when you down and out, there seems no hope at all. When they find out, finally, Prince isn't going to be there, 
But there's a side story about Sheila E. and them kind of using That was kind of gross. It was. trying, You know, bringing her in and, and thinking she's going to sing a verse, but really they just wanted her to get Prince there. And when she realized that, she left too. But she, she seemed very sweet about it. Like, it, it, it did seem kind of greasy. Um. So Huey steps in, and Huey now has to, and they kind of show you put the how they put the bridge together, which was way up on Huey's range. And they had Huey as one of the interviews, which was cool. They had uh, Lionel as kind of your run-through interview. Um, they had Huey, uh, Cindy Lauper, uh, Sheila E. Um, I know I'm forgetting a couple. Anyways, if you're into it, it's a watch. I didn't. I didn't watch. I, I still think actually the original documentary is probably more informative and better. But it does kind of underline how insane that was and how it will probably. And that that was before cell phones. That was before right. modern day communication. Um, but to do that, pull that off all in one night, and then it's. It, I was actually surprised. It said that to date it's raised. I think like a hundred hundred and twenty hundred thirty million dollars. So I was like, that kind of seems low. Like. Mm with the amount of you know time of and time celebrities and, that were behind it absolutely and then you know part of it was just very nostalgic like a lot of those people aren't you know harry belafonte kenny rogers a lot of those people aren't well, michael jackson not with right. us anymore which is kind of kind of bittersweet there um chris you enjoyed it sort of kind of no that no, was okay yeah right like it was fine it was it was a while i'm not gonna go back and watch it again like, if it was on, I kind of hated that they didn't show the video afterwards. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was the point I was forgetting. Thank you, Chris. This whole buildup, this, and this is on the filmmaker. This was just, this was an asinine decision. You watch for an hour, and I think it's, it's an hour 37, something like that. You watch for an hour and a half of them putting together this jigsaw puzzle of a song. And then you finally get to the point, and I'm thinking, okay, end of the doc. You kind of hear the intro music, and then I think, okay, they're going to go to the, the video of it and actually show. They've been showing the behind the scenes the whole time. They're going to show the finished product. This is the pay, the big payoff. This is what happened. And they just, it plays in the background, and then they'll they'll show it for a couple lines, and then someone being interviewed, and then uh, footage of a radio station playing it and all that. And, and then I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe at the very end of the documentary, they'll show the phone. Nope. They just play the song over the credits. And that was an absolute, mm. complete and total fail. They missed. They, they, they. You know, Jason Hare wouldn't have done that. Right, exactly. To bring him on. I'm yeah. sure he'd grade somebody else's documentary. But I, I actually would have, if Jason had done that, I would have 100 percent completely done everything I could to take advantage of our friendship. Like, can I take a month off? Can I just be a camera guy? Like, I don't even care. Can I be a fly on the wall while you're interviewing Huey Lewis? Yeah. While you're sitting there with Lionel Richie. Uh, anyway, so good. Thank you, Chris. That's an excellent point. Speaking of Chris, we only have a minute. That's probably enough. Uh, Jason and I were talking about this briefly before the show. Um, walk us through, Chris. Um, your birthday hits. I get you a lotto ticket as a present. You win the lottery. It's uh, you take home. Let's say you take home five hundred million dollars. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I thought it was gonna be like ten thousand. No, five hundred mil, dude. Um. Getting past the whole like I pay this off and I'm you know family you know all, all what are you doing with the bulk of your money? With the bulk of my money? Yeah, we're we're just curious. Like, are you which is perfectly acceptable helping family and then just getting a nice house, saving it, whatever? Are you doing some grandiose thing? I will tell you this. I think Sacktown Sports would take quite the hit on uh, on what on people working. Here. Oh, that's a great point. Chris is just like, here you go. Yeah. 
or or do you buy Sacktown Sports and then just run it the way you want? No, no, no. You're getting everybody out. We were if, just kind of wondering if you do, you know, start a foundation or if you just go crazy or how that would work for you. I, I think very, I think I'd find other foundations to give to. I'm not starting a foundation. Why not? Then you know exactly where the money goes. Okay. Why? <laughs> what? what so yeah, I, every foundation that gets set up. Oh, I know where the money goes. It goes right back to me. No, I'm saying you could make sure that that doesn't happen if you're running the foundation. Let me tell you something about foundations, dude. Some of them are fantastic. Like before you give a dollar to anything. You got to ask them what their breakdown is. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with having administrative costs. That turns off a lot of people. Guess what? You have to pay people to work for a chair. That is completely understandable. Be surprised. Look up some of these major facts. Some of the ones you know. I won't blow any up. I will say if you ever see something, if you see a cause and the cause is for awareness, that's a big key to big red light yeah yeah because awareness is basically branding yes and so it's like okay what do you you want to make people aware of this but what is your execution especially if it's something that we are all aware of yeah exactly like i never understood that like every time the animal thing pops up where it's like these dogs are just it shows them like getting sprayed with it's like are you spraying them (laughs) <laughs> are you playing the soft music <laughs> how did we film this yeah are you is there anything happening with these animals are you just getting a lot of money to show people that these animals are because that's the one that uh, i'm not gonna lie i probably and this is a terrible this is a definite character flaw but if i sat and watched 10 commercials on like charities that help people right and i watched 10 commercials on charities that help animals I'm more moved by the animals one. And that doesn't mean I don't love people, but God, the animals. You love them more. I, I think I might. Yeah. I think I might. Especially dogs. Yeah. So. Your lesson today is we are the world okay. Uh, Chris would give away a lot of money to fellow employees. And um, always check the foundation stuff before you give it away. I like that hoodie, by the way. Thanks. It's new. It's a, it's a, I'm glad you – I hope Chris gets that winning ticket. I do, too, if for no other reason just to watch the exit. Because you know what? People say a lot of things. They do. And then that check clears. Then it's like, mm, well, I'll get to it. <laughs> I know Chris at least. He'd throw like a huge party or something. I would say – I've told this to people before. If I ever won – people would root for me to win the lottery. Yeah. For what I would plan on doing. Well, I just asked you. You kind of, you know, you you didn't get too specific. He wants you to root for him. Well, I, but I got to know why. Like, give me one cool thing. I mean, I know the whole, like, people wouldn't work here anymore. That's neat. But um, give me another I, I have actually told this to people, like, yeah. the type of party I would throw, but it takes about five minutes to talk about. God dang, you should have told me five minutes ago. All right, we'll take a break. Well, that's a good tease. We'll get to that later in the week. When we come the back, we are the world of parties. That would be amazing. Yeah. Everybody has their own little part, yeah. and we kind of harmonize. When we come back, uh, we'll I think le- you'd just be in the chorus, Dave. Well, oh, would I be? Uh, I'd be Dan Aykroyd. I'd be, I'm trying to think. You'd be the Sheila E. I'd who be do, the we, Sheila who e. do I need I'd, you to? Be? I'd be Jermaine or Bette Midler. Who do I need you to get there? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point right there. Uh, when we come back, be on the bridge. Is it weird that he said that? And like, there's like a legit part of me that felt insulted. <laughs> Like, I get the language he's speaking to. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I can't even be like Daryl Hall. You're Oates. I can't. Yeah, well, Oates is in the chorus. <laughs> give me uh, give me Steve Perry. I don't know. 
uh, we'll eat it off. The Kings are Kingsing in a good way. Uh, a potential trade target shines in the NBA, and we've got Niners stuff as well. Kings, Niners, so much stuff going on, including Sean Salisbury at 813. We're right back with Leading Off now. Let's do it. Leading off the three top stories in the morning. Huge news. This is very important. Here's cut number one. Jalen Jackson rolls in the lane, reaches on the reach, on the half turn, shot no good. Sabonis just grabbed his 26th career high rebound. And the Kings look like they're going to get the win. And they did. They did. They're not all pretty. Jason, I'm going to ask you to role play for a second. Okay. I left role playing with you. Yeah, me too. Same. Just briefly, how do I feel about last night's game? How do you feel? Yeah, how do I feel? Um, Let me see. How do I feel about last night's game? You know what? I think... You feel, or I, am I you? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, well, you can be me, but you're telling me how I feel. Yeah. So you're you, but you're telling I me. I think how. you're feeling a whole lot of okay. Just okay. Yeah. Hey, you know me well. I'm not, I'm not, I, I think a lot of people, well, I know, at least from social media, a lot of people expect me to come in today and rip the team or be upset. You know what? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not upset. Sh- should they have won by more? Maybe. I guess. Um, but they won. They won on the road. And, you know, Katie said something a couple times that I, you know, I guarantee you some people rolled their eyes at yesterday during the broadcast. But honestly, she's right. Those situations are incredibly dangerous because you have, like, there was the one guy, uh, who's the guy that was hitting all the threes that just got called up from the G League? Damn it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll find him. Hold on. I already blanked on it. It's like a one syllable uh, hurt. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hurt. And this dude just got called up from the G League. Uh, he's been killing it in the G League, and this is his, his big chance. Like, they barely had a ro- – they had to apply for an exemption to fill a roster right. yesterday. And what Katie said is, these are dangerous. Number one, you don't have good scouting on these guys. Secondly, everyone's getting their opportunity. Like, they're calling their parents, like, hey, I'm going to play tonight, or, uh, I, you know, I might get some minutes tonight. And this is like their World Series, NBA Finals, and Super Bowl all rolled into one. Like, they are, they are absolutely – geeked for this not that the kings aren't but look that, come on you can't compare the two right so what happened is what i think it, it, exactly what would be understandable memphis was with the kings or f- led for most of the game correct you know what happened towards the end experience and skill and cardio and a deep bench uh all of that worked out and the kings end up pulling away and the funny thing is they won by nine the line yesterday was seven and a half, went to eight and a half. I did see it right before the game at nine and a half. But if you got them earlier, that's like the ultimate backdoor cover. Yeah. Like they really they covered. They covered at the <laughs> end. So they're three and oh on this road trip. Right. It's a seven game road trip. They're three and oh. I don't care that it's Memphis. It's a road win. Uh and and I'm they they weren't perfect. They got the win. I don't care. Yeah, I, it was weird to hear like Doug Christie was G Man's coach's interview before the game, and yeah. Doug was really, really nervous about it. He's like, "Look, these the way just the style that Memphis plays. Now you don't have the higher level talent in there, yes. but he's like the DNA of the team is in there, right? This has been a winning team. Their other guys are going to get a chance. They play hard. They defend you different. Even every player that talked post game was like, "Yeah, they just play you differently. Right? And it's just 
there was a challenge to it. So when you hear it from their perspective, I, I easily everybody's thinking, okay, this should be an, an easier one and maybe a cruise through performance. Yeah. It just wasn't that. And the most important thing, it would have gone down the line of a Walodi, but yes, it would have. It didn't. It and did it's not. a win. And um, again, you, you know, it's all how you look at things. That you, If you go total positive side, they're now nine games above 500. That matches their best. It's their best record at this time in 20 years. Yep. Game better than last year at this point. And um, Sabonis career high. Re- and there were some good things. There's plenty of things to clean up. I thought they were really sloppy with the basketball. Yep. But um, and maybe if you play another team, you don't win. But I also say, you know, it, it's about match. I, I if they played a team that was maybe more free flowing and a, like the Dallas, like yeah. I think Kings would have scored more and it would have been a different look to it. It's sure, just, it's kind of the way that game was called upon, and that's they found a way to get it done. Road wins are tough, man. Yeah, road wins are tough, and for the second year in a row, the the Kings are above five hundred uh, on the road. That's all I can ask for. And later on in three for madness, we're going to ask the question. You know, you and I both said on a seven game series. Three and four would be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if that's Now it feels different. Huh? Uh, it feels a little different now. So we'll talk about that, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this team. I'm good. All right, number two, please. Cut number two. He's one of the unsung heroes of that defense, able to get pressure when we watched him go to four-man pressure this week against yeah. Lamar Jackson. If people remember, he was the guy that had the caused sack fumble early in the first half. And so when you think about this team, opposite George Kolathis is how are they going to get a rush? What is Steve, what is Steve Spagnola going to do to get pressure off of the edge on the other side? Will it be move Chris Jones? Will we see more second-level pressure from guys like Justin Reed and also Trent McDuffie? And so this could be a piece that they have to do some different things with in order to affect the quarterback. But I believe this is a huge underrated loss for this Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah. Uh, Chris, is that you on that that piece right there? Did you grab that? Excellent work, dude. That's really good. Um, yeah, Charles Menehu, uh, former Niner. Former by the way. Niner. Uh, he is out. Uh, ACL smashed. Um, that's is that does that mean the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl? Yes. Not, oh, that no? that was it. Oh wait, uh, but that's a pretty big loss, as uh, Ryan Clark just explained. Uh, that is a pretty big loss uh, for the Chiefs. Um, look, as a Niner fan who desperately wants to beat the Chiefs, I, I, I'm never going to be happy about an injury. But you have to acknowledge this This is a, a small piece of what could be an easier road for the Niners to win the Super Bowl. That's just a fact. He, he was a big factor for them. Yeah, the, the, it doesn't matter. No, I mean, it's part of the deal. The Niners is. could get somebody hurt in the yep. in the meantime between now and the game. If not, you go with who's there. The yep. Chiefs have made it this far anyway. It's a great team. They're the defending champs. Um. But, yeah, that's going to be a storyline to watch here over the next two weeks. They still got a pretty good defense. Yes, they do. And they got that Mahomes guy. They do. Yeah. Some are calling him the GOAT already. Yeah, are they? Ooh, are, really? Some are. Well, some are. Well, you know, some are calling Brock Purdy the GOAT already. I agree. Uh-huh. Cut number three, please. Cut number three. There's 17 and 7 cents. You want to go a week later. They put Chris Dunn in the starting line. It's a 14 and 5 cents. They have the third offense, 17th defense, and Simmons rocks their Ben Simmons. This is what the Nets fans have been waiting for. A healthy Ben Simmons doing it on the defensive end and leading to offense. Takes a little look at the crowd, gives him a little bit of love. Uh-oh. Ben Simmons returned last night. I didn't That's even, really why you're feeling good. I didn't even notice this mm. uh, until I, I, I saw this. Good job, guys, putting this in here. Um, mm. He missed 38 games. Comes back last night, 10 points. So he can't win the MVP. He can't. He is, no, he, oh, any of the awards. 
10 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds on 5 of 5 shooting uh, in, I think, 18 minutes, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, players who've had a 10-5-10 and 10 game with no turnovers and 100% from the field. Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic, and now Ben Simmons. Um, I know that I echo the majority of the fan base when I am licking my chops at this and just... By the way, majority, I'd say 95%. They say I have a good finger the most of the fan base. They say that. Mm-hmm. They say that sometimes. Um, oh, by the way, they didn't even mention that he plays elite first team defense on top of whatever you get from him. Otherwise, Does he? elite. He can't be an all defender pl- defensive player this year. No, I mean, he can still play elite defense. He ain't getting any awards, though. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, everybody, just in case you're wondering, I mean, there's other ways to. Uh, make this work, I'm sure, but the most likely way to make this work and anyone out there, which I, I, I know I'm in the minority in all seriousness, but uh, for those of you out there who were hitting me up last night, like, what, what's got to happen? Well, here's what I think's got to happen. Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter. That's, that's probably, that would probably do it. That would probably do it on Brooklyn's side. It works out money-wise. That's a big contract. That's thirty-seven. That's thirty-eight million dollars, and he's still got a couple years left on it. Um, and you're rolling Barnes and Herder out there. I would, with all respect to Barnes and Herder, I'll, I'll say it on the record as I have before. With all respect to those two who I love, um, I would, I would drive them to the airport and and pick Ben Simmons up and drop him off if I knew he was going to play sixty-five games a year. And I don't know that. Yeah. In fact, I think it's highly likely that he will not. Therefore, I, as much as I love the idea, as much as it's fun to talk about, that's a that would be a, an incredibly huge gamble. Yeah. There is another way they could do it, but you're giving up two starters for a guy that you just can't <clears> trust. <throat> I I don't. <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I don't have an issue with the alleged head issue, you know, mental issues, mm-hmm. and the. I don't have an issue with anything else. I, I that I'm willing to get that I'm fine with. It's just he doesn't play, and right. he's also a guy who's you know the better part of seven feet, who has chronic back issues. Now, how does that usually end up? Yeah, that's, not well. No, that's, I mean that's like what he just went through. What thirty? Would you say 38? 38 games he missed? Thirty-eight games. Um, he played forty-six. Yeah. But you know what? That doesn't mean I can't root for the guy. And oh, well, yeah, that's And I fine. root for the guy. I root for talent to succeed, and I hope he I hope he is healthy, and I hope he does come back to form. I think the NBA is better when guys like Ben Simmons are playing well. But that's uh, that's one. That's one game. Let's 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 see what's going on here in a few weeks. Um, I can tell you what will not be going on in a few weeks, though. This is a fact, Jason. Free HVAC tune-up from American Energy. 100%. Because today is the 30th. You know what that means? That means tomorrow, let me do a quick math here, is, oh, it's the 31st. And uh, that's when this offer expires from American Energy Heating and Air. Right now, they're offering a $0 HVAC diagnostic. That's a $99 value. Now, they can test your system. Well, they can. They will test your system. They'll test your connections. That doesn't mean, like, they'll be able to look through your Rolodex. Like, they're going to test... Test the connections on your actual HVAC system. All the moving parts to make sure it's functioning properly for nothing. 
And no, this isn't some scam where they can come in and be like, oh, everything's wrong. Or have you tried our new thing? Here's some brochures. No, they're legit doing it. They'll tell you if there's something wrong. They'll tell you if there's something you need to look out for. Or what the warning signs are. Or they'll tell you everything looks great. Yeah, they will. That's why they've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. That's why they've been serving the Sacramento area since 1981. Oh, it is Michael McDonald with Doobie Brothers. Let's go. Sorry. We're right. Yeah, Robert Cray Band. They had a song. Someone's getting really angry. He's like, they have a lot of songs. Making America proud since 1981. Call them up. 916-520-9990. That's, I'm so going to this. 916-520-9990 or AmericanEnergyAir.com. American Energy, making the uncomfortable comfortable when we come back. Kingsway, Kingsway, the Kings when We've got audio for you next. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. The Kings on the season shoot 37% from three-point range. But they haven't made one yet in this one. In a game they trail by eight. 24-16. Billiard with a drive and a kick. Here's a spot up. Rainbow three. Score it. Knocked down on the near angle by the newly acquired. That's the uh, G League hustle player, Matt Hurt. I'm confident the Kings will make a three-pointer at some point. Maybe it comes on this possession. Sabonis feeds it in the paint. Barnes has it, loses it. It was poked away by Tillman. It is grabbed by Gilliard. Sacramento committing turnover after turnover. That's their sixth of the first quarter. Here's Hurt with a step back corner three. Bring it up. He'll become a cult hero here in a matter of moments. It's 30 to 16. Sacramento is getting absolutely trounced in a shameful performance. Rebound, Keegan Murray, third chance. Fox on the left angle, looks for the cutter. It's JaVale, hammers it home. Beautifully done, run to the rim. And Fox found him right in stride to make it 33-23. Miles attacks the baseline, back out to Monk, three on the way. There's the first one of the evening. I knew it would happen eventually. It took 13 tries before the Kings got one, but Malik Monk, who hadn't made a three in the last three games, gets one tonight. Here's Herter open left wing for three, scores it. So that ties the score at 88. Trey Lyles runs it into the front court on the left wing. Dicks toward the edge of the paint, skips the pass cross court to Fox. It was almost a turnover, but Fox saved it. Goes to Herter in the corner, quick launch for three. He's got the triple, and the Kings regain the lead. Pippen Jr. drives, tries to twist in reverse, hits short. Sabonis has tied his career high with his 25th rebound. Brings it into the front court, leaves it for Harrison Barnes. Barnes drives into traffic, kicks to the corner. Trey Lyles for three. He's got the triple for the Miami or the Memphis fans, and led by the coach Taylor Jenkins, just incensed at David Guthrie. They thought there was a travel violation by the Kings, but Guthrie indicated that there was a deflection. And now in the final minute of play, Sacramento is 55 seconds away from a four-game winning streak. Fox using some clock now, stalked by Roddy. Token screen Sabonis, lobs inside for Sabonis on the roll, pokes the pass to Herter. Herter with a wraparound, and Sabonis rips it down for a 20-20 game. 20 points, 25 rebounds for Sabonis. A 14-2 push by the Kings, giving them an eight-point lead, which is their biggest of the contest, 102-94. 
They were down four, but now they lead it by nine, and Fox trying to make it ten. It, it rattles and jumps out. It is no good, but only nine seconds to go. I heard a couple of light the beams, and here's a steal by Harrison Barnes. He could break away and challenge, but he's just going to take the dribble into the front court. The final seconds tick down, and the Kings have now won two straight at FedEx Forum over the Memphis Grizzlies. We, uh, by the way, Chris, we need to clip the end of this here. I'm confident the Kings will make a three-pointer at some point. Maybe it comes on this possession. Sabonis feeds it in the paint. Barnes has it, loses it. It was poked away by Tillman. It is grabbed by Gilliard. Sacramento committing turnover after turnover. That's their sixth of the first quarter. Here's Hurt with a step back corner right three. Ring it up. He'll become a cult hero here in a matter of moments. It's 30-16. to 16. Sacramento is getting absolutely trounced in a shameful performance. That's just, we need that. That that may come in handy. Sad later. and angry G-Man. Sad and angry G-Man yeah. is, okay, so how do I say this right? Like, sad and angry G-Man is not my favorite G-Man, right. obviously. Yeah. But it's also my favorite G-Man. Like, when he, it, like. He's, like, scolding the team he, through the radio. 100%. Like, when the bifocals come down, he's just looking at you like, um, come on. Like. Some, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. Some people need to rant and rave and throw things. Some people need to raise their voices. G-Man can can discipline with a, with a cutting word. Yeah. Just to absolutely you're getting run off the floor. Clean your room. Clean, you know what? I'm not going to tell you twice. Right. And you know what? Room's getting cleaned. Oh. Don't need you to tell me twice. Yeah. Hey, a win's a win, right? Yes. Yeah. A win's a win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, the the way they were playing, they were packing the paint, making the Kings shoot threes, which they were not making early. Like G-Man said in those highlights, it took them 13 tries to make their first one. Yeah. Um, so they weren't hitting their shots effectively enough, and they were turning the ball over. It was kind of the wrong combination. While also Memphis in the first quarter, I think, made seven of their first ten three-pointers. Yeah. So you had a lot of things happening at one at one moment, but then they just kind of stuck with it and chipped away at it. And, again, the most important thing is they found a way to win. I think that's the right way to put it. They stuck with it and chipped away at yeah. it. And you're going to have nights. Look, they're on, they're on the road. Yeah. Um, we talked about it before. You got a lot, a lot. God, I feel like such a homer saying this stuff. I, I get it, but I really do believe it. Um, a lot of people on Memphis, like we said, this is their one shot, their one opportunity. They're hearing yeah. Eminem in their ear. You know, this is their night. And guys like Matthew Hurt, who was, you know, riding the bus in the G League a couple days ago, this is his opportunity. And you, you get people in a groove. You, get, you give them a little bit of confidence and – there is such a thing as being too young and too dumb to know the difference, and uh, and you saw a little bit of that, but in the end, the skill prevailed. They went on a 14-2 run to close things out, and you get a win is a win. 20 points, 5 points, a win is a win. Right. I'm not going to nitpick, especially with all the crap losses we've had this year. Yeah, and this would have gone down the road of another one of those. Instead, it's not, and you just keep this thing going in a positive direction. We said it before. I mean, it's a road win like we, you brought up, and now matching the season high, nine games above 500. I mean, this... They follow a four-game losing streak with a four-game winning streak. That's exactly what you want to do. And just keep this thing going. They, as you said, they lost four in a row. They've won four in a row. They go into Miami. Miami ain't not playing Man. well at all. Yeah, I wish they would have won last night just for so they could shake <sighs> off that. But see if the Kings can add on to it. The Kings notoriously have been awful in Miami. Yes, they have. Yeah. Um, Miami's lost seven in a row. Yeah. Uh, they're now down to 12 and 11. Can't score. This certainly, 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 um, 
th- this this certainly feels like this okay. trap. Yeah, like this is one of those we're going to be sitting here Thursday morning going, well, Robitussin. Mm-hmm. That's what the Kings are, and they're the medicine for an ailing team. Uh, I know they they flew to Miami. It, the one worry I have, although I don't necessarily worry about it with, well, I don't know. I don't know this team as well as I've known teams in the past. I, I will say this. They got into Miami late, late early this morning. They got a full off day in Miami. Um, then they get tomorrow, and then obviously the game tomorrow night, and then they're staying in Miami before they fly out the following day. They've got a decent amount of time in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, look, I do this. You're young and rich, and you're in Miami for a full day. Uh, I looked it up. It's going to be, you know, the temperature today, 72 and sunny. Right. Uh, I'm going out. I'm going out on a boat. I'm doing something. I personally, I'd go on some cool fishing trip, you know, yeah. do something fun. The only thing you hope is that uh, whatever excursions happen, that those excursions are, uh, you know, responsible and don't involve having to drink large amounts of water the next morning. Right, right. Because your head hurts. And sometimes, I don't know if this, I did not hear this, but sometimes the team plans stuff together. So that way you have a little more control of that. Yes. But I, I don't know if that's That would be a very good idea. That's what they should do is, I don't know. There's, I think no, they were, wasn't it last year they did it like a dinner on the boat? I think so. Yeah. And it's very smart to do. Like, yeah. hey, let's do this. And then we're going to have a private showing of some movie in the ballroom. Sure. You know, just whatever you can do to keep people occupied and... Don't get the South Beach flu type of thing. Right. I don't like Miami personally. Are you? You been to Miami? You know, I, that's I have not been to Miami. I do not like Miami. Really? I think I would like Miami. <sighs> well, you like Miami for a lot of the reasons I don't, which right. is the the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, too sunny. Yeah, too too sunny, too, too humid. humid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love the humidity. I like the sun. Yeah, not just it's, it's probably really nice now though. Like that sounds really good. Low seventies. Oh yeah, sunny right Today now. It would be fine. Yeah, Today would be fine. Nah, although, I, I, don't we have like this atmospheric river coming our way? Let me tell you something, dude. Uh, Let it, me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we've got winter storm watches all over the place. Uh, enjoy today. I will. Uh, uh, and enjoy it. Here we go. Seventy-two and sunny in Miami, and let's see. Seventy-one um, percent yeah, humidity. So, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. Mm, yeah. Gross. Yeah, a little bit. Um, no, dude. We got, okay, we got the, the today is going to be very nice uh, as yesterday was. Got up to 70 yesterday. It's going to be 68, a little, little overcast. Okay. And then we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight days of rain. And apparently some of that rain is supposed to be pretty heavy. We're under a flood watch. Uh, we are under a wind advisory, so clear whatever you got in the backyard. You know, it probably already was because it's winter, but just prep for the fact that it's going to be soggy and muddy for the next week. Maybe some snow, though. Still waiting for snow up the hill. Oh. Thanks, Dirk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Dirk, but I prefer Mark. You know, look, Mark oh. Finan's old school. No disrespect to Dirk, but I feel like that that's... sounds ins- disrespectful. No, I feel like that's insulting to Mark. Mark's been around longer, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. I'm just trying to pay pay homage. 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 We'll take a break. When we come back, we will go around the NBA, including, uh, yes, Ben Simmons, Liz Gooden, his return, covered most of that. Big games last night as well. And the four games it could have been for your Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about that next.
with the best in local sports. They just make it interesting, you know? It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. On Sacktown Sports. I was like, and Chris is like, yeah, show to do, Dave. I'm in a full-blown argument in the hallways with Pat and Tom. They're in the hall? Well, it spilled into the hallways. Oh, were you guys fighting? Well, no, I was saying, look, we know you love your sports. Yeah. Uh, We were fighting because I said, you know, I I had the audacity to go in there and say, hey, we up for a, a, a trip to go see the Doobie Brothers? Let's go. Let's do some station bonding here. And and I was like, Michael McDonald's back. Tom's like, oh, yeah, it was Paul John. Whoever his name is. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, he was the original lead singer. He's better. I'm like, no, he wasn't. Come on, dude. Michael McDonald has the voice of an angel. Yes. He has the voice of an angel. To and be fair, Tom can't hear. That's a great point. He wouldn't know. Yeah. And then the whole argument about, like, well, when, when when Mike McDonald came into the Doobie Brothers, he turned him into an adult contemporary band. It's like, I don't entirely disagree with that. But minute by minute. Minute by minute by minute by minute. And, you know, and then so I accused Tom of being one of those, oh, I don't like Van Hagar. Like, one of those guys that refused to like Van Halen when Sammy Hagar came around. He's like, the damn right. David Lee Roth or nothing. Okay. Did you not like Genesis when Phil Collins started singing because he sucks? Like, come on, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. By the way, we've got PBR tickets to give away later. They don't, the, the Bulls don't sing. They do not sing. Just off key. Just off key. Six championships, though. Yes. For the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, let's go around the NBA. We already talked about uh, Ben Simmons and, and how good he looked uh, in his, his return. Yeah. In limited minutes. It was Doc's debut. Yeah, so it was Doc's debut. For Did the, they get it wrong? Uh, you know, it didn't work out. Uh, but they're also playing a pretty good team. Oh, okay. Uh, on the road. I mean, that counts for something, right? Yeah, it does. You know, they, they're playing the, the Nuggets. Nuggets are pretty good. Uh, look, we already, like, here's the thing about Doc. Like, I don't know him personally. Maybe he's a good guy. I don't know. He certainly doesn't have the greatest reputation. But, like, has anyone gotten more shots than Doc Rivers? I mean, he did win the title with the Celtics. Right. But, like, how do you not win a title with those Celtics? Probably should have won a couple titles with us. Yeah, he's now coached what? Orlando. The Celtics, the Magic. The Clippers. Clippers. Was the Clippers the last The Sixers. One? The Sixers. That's and right. now the Bucks. And when you look at, like, the teams he's got, like, even the Clippers, that was Lob City, man. Yeah. That was like our, That was like probably the best. Well, I mean, who knows about this year? But the best edition of the Clippers ever. And also, are you? You, you probably should have done better with them. Yeah. Like that Clippers team. Is you had what? You had uh, Chris Paul. You had Blake Griffin. You had other people. I forget. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. It was a good team. JJ Redick. Yes. Prime DJ. Yeah. Uh, uh, JJ Redick. DJ Redick. Um. So when you look, it's like when you look at Doc's record as a coach, you know, I, I actually, I think, I, I think he did a, oh, well, we, we, uh, we should probably acknowledge he did a pretty decent job with Orlando. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, considering it's Orlando, but he was uh, 500 or better every year, except his final year with Orlando. He got fired. Uh, he goes to Boston and went through a couple of bad years, but then, you know, won the title. Uh and then with the Clippers, you know, he's the best coach in Clippers history record-wise. It's probably not even close, not a year below 500, uh, and was first or second in the Pacific Division each and every year. 
problem is he never got past the conference semis. Right. Uh, and then Philly, um, honestly, 49 and 23, 51 and 31, 54 and 28. But again, lost in the conference semis every year. That's always been the problem with Doc is you, you get to the postseason and uh, 1,097 and 763. That's a 59% winning percentage. That's pretty, That's pretty darn good. And then that drops to 51%. Uh, in the playoffs. So he has yet to win a game with the Bucks. Is it too late? Has he lost the locker room, Jason? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Clippers did lose to the Cavs, 118-108. Yeah. That was another one we were paying attention to. You know, big thing with the Clippers, too. We talk about a lot of stuff, but also helps when Kawhi Leonard's healthy. Yes, big difference. Big difference. Big difference and, with that and, team. And, roster's a good team. It's a good roster. Uh, speaking of good rosters, the Pelicans as well, 26-21. and 21, They fell to the Celtics recovering from uh, that shellacking they got from those Clippers. 118-112 uh, was your final. The Knicks are blowing out the Hornets. Uh, coach got ejected for Charlotte. One thing that's making the rounds is um, they're down 25. Someone said something on the on the Hornets bench, and everybody busted up laughing. It's not a good look. I'm not as sensitive to that as a lot of people. It's like, look, these guys are pros. It's this. I, I'm not the guy who's like, you just lost. You shouldn't hug the, the opponent. But also, it's not a good look. Yeah. You're down 25 at home, and you're laughing on the bench. Uh, that's not a good look. The Nets absolutely destroyed the Jazz. Nets are having issues lately. So that was kind of surprising. Um, Suns beat the Heat. They've lost seven in a row. That's who the Kings play next. Rockets beat the Lakers 135-119 mm-hmm. in a Dylan Brooks affair. Yes. Uh, elbowed uh, LeBron, sent him to the ground. Uh, flagrant one. Uh, also, there was an ejection. I forget who it was. Somebody, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, thank yeah. you. Jared Vanderbilt was... Uh, Getting at it, which, by the way, I mean, that part's Dylan Brooks' job. You can get yeah. the other guy's head and get him ejected. You're doing he likes it. to do that. It's what he does. Uh, great game between the uh, T-Wolves and Thunder. The, the Minnesota goes into OKC and wins 107-101, uh, uh, but they outscore the Thunder by 10 uh, in that final quarter. Anthony Edwards goes on to say it's tough playing 5 on 8, even though he won. That's a $50,000 I think he's fine. done that twice now. Yeah, it might be a $75,000 yeah. fine then. They're going to... That's going to be an issue. And then uh, lastly, the Trailblazers 130, the Sixers 104. No Joel Embiid, but woof. Woof. Yeah. Woof, Jason. Yes. Woof. They did what the Kings couldn't do. Right. Yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, big loss for the Chiefs. Uh, so we'll see if there's an addition for the Chiefs by subtraction. And uh, Justin Tucker comments on uh, warm-up T-gate. Mm. Uh, we'll explain that next.